everyone, and welcome to Phone Calls with Brendan and Ian. I'm Brendan Garland, and I'm a visual artist and creative. And I'm Ian Schaller. I'm a personal trainer and a philosopher. Brendan and I met at college in the Midwest, but now, living on opposing coasts, we keep in touch through phone calls, which we are sharing with you. As a podcast, phone calls is freeform, authentic, and natural, much as any conversation to a friend would be. Using mindfulness as our guide, we unpack our daily lives and travel across a spectrum of topics, which ultimately lead us back to mindfulness. As the listener, we hope our phone calls give you insight on how to allow yourself to simply be and live more consciously. This podcast was recorded on March 19th, and any information related to the coronavirus pandemic or mentions to COVID-19 were in relation to what was known at the time. Uh, enjoy. We're back. We are back. And I think this uh, me getting a new phone makes us both sound way better. Does it? Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Did Polly just whisper? You heard that? that? That's how much better. <laughs> that's how much better this phone is. <laughs> oh man, that means. <laughs> Did you hear her say hi, Brendan? You just moved the couch. Yeah, oh, he heard that too. <laughs> <laughs> that means I can't sneak anything in the background, like. I had to like totally pay attention and I can't have background noise. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> can't have anything extra mm-hmm. going on. No more cooking. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I never did that. To be honest, I was always, I would like lock myself in the room, which is what I'm about to do now. Um, uh-huh. But if Polly starts to do some shenanigans in the background, you'll probably hear that. <laughs> that was fun. Oh man, um, so we're living in a, a crazy, crazy world right now. I know. I was thinking about like before we started this podcast, or, like uh, last week, like when we were talking about mm-hmm. doing it again. I was like, how could we, like, what could we talk about that wouldn't, where we wouldn't even mention the virus, mm-hmm. like, and like what's going on? Mm-hmm. I was like, and honestly I couldn't even think of anything where we could spend a significant amount of time like talking about Mm -hmm. it without mentioning it because it like affects everything I agree yeah it's you you can't even have a conversation with anybody without bringing that up like even like this past week or so um, like when I was at the Y and everything still it seems like that's the only thing that was on people's mind. And you could, you could like talk, you had to talk about that before you could get to anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but let me ask you this. Why did you want to find a way not to talk about it? I don't know. I'm sick of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I get that. Like, obvi- like obviously it's a big deal. Obviously you know, we should be prepared and like blah, 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 blah. But I just like, I'm really tired of like, I don't know, like seeing COVID-19 in my like email box. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It's just like really, 
like exhausting. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. On on the other end of this, like it'll be nice not to see that and that not to be the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. I agree. Yeah, it'll be nice not to see that. It's kind of weird for me because. I'm usually the guy that is like not caught up in the news, you know, like I have no yeah. idea what's going on in like the world around me. And I mean, even with this, like I'm not super, super updated, but I couldn't ignore this one, you know, um, even if I tried, you know, I've been like, they're like, Hey, you're, you know, we're closing the line. Like what? Why? <laughs> and then they would have told me. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, man, it's just, it's so prevalent. And everything we do. Is that the right word? I don't know if it's the right word or not. It's, it's mm-hmm. so, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, yeah, it's like impacted all of our lives mm-hmm. in like such drastic ways because we're like, we're like forced to not work. Mm-hmm. But, I also think it's like a good thing. And this is what a lot of people have been talking about. I mean, obviously, it's not a good thing. People dying is not mm-hmm. a good thing. But the the idea of like what is happening right now is good because a lot of people now are like forced to slow down their lives, and like you can't go to work every day. You can't like fill your life. You know, you can't go to work. You can't go to the bar. You can't go to museums you can't you literally can't do anything except like sit at Mm -hmm. home and just like think and it's forcing like the entire world to like take a deep breath basically and like meditate almost slow the fuck down (laughs) yeah yeah man no i completely agree and i've thought the same thing um like in some in some ways this is what we need like globally (laughs) but at the same time you know this is it's just a crazy it's such a big change i was telling alex today it's like a big ego death of like the globe though you know what i mean because we first of all we're finding out what stuff we depend on because we don't have access to it anymore and then we're like, oh, like, what's our life like without that? And maybe that's uncomfortable or maybe, you know, it's just a big, it's just a big shift. Um, so, yeah, I think we just have to learn. Hopefully we learn to let go of a lot of stuff, but um, I don't know. Like I said, on the other end of this, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now, it's also kind of like we're at a stage where it's like, like real, but like not really real. Like there's, it's like a slight disruption in our like daily schedule, mm-hmm. right? I mean, my work's going to like be closed for like two weeks. So like at least, but I'm like imagining what happens like two, three months down the road. Because, I mean, they canceled all big events until Mm -hmm. May. And I really don't think it's going to be over 
or like controlled for a while. So like, what are these next few months going to look like? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, if you think like worst case scenario, it can get pretty crazy. Um, yeah. But I don't know. What What do you think is going to happen? Like, what do you feel is going to happen? I don't know. I I feel like, well, this is like more the like artistic side of me thinking, but like, I think that the world is going like, Everyone's going to have to stay home. I think it's not going to, it's for sure not going to be over like until, I don't know, maybe four or five months, probably mm-hmm. longer. But like, I think that the government is going to pay people to, cause they're already talking about like giving people mm-hmm. money, relief money. So if they do like end up paying us all and we're all forced to stay home for like four or five months, I think there's going to be a really interesting like creative boom or like renaissance because there's going to be, but the only thing is that, that I feel like isn't like going to be lacking or it's going to be interesting to see like how it morphs is kind of like, um, because creativity comes from collaboration, right? And like people's ideas bouncing off of each other showing your work to somebody and then they see it and they like critically respond and it's like all happening like in real life, like next to each other. So I'm interested to see how people are going to create in this social isolation, but then we also have social media. So like, how does that play Mm -hmm. into it? I think it's going to be an interesting time for creativity and people's like passion projects that they put off for a Yeah, it's almost like an incubation period. Like, do you, you know what I mean? Um, people kind of get to sit at home, create stuff in it almost without a filter in some ways, unless, unless they put it on social mm-hmm. media and then they get to keep doing that for a long time. Um, and also just not being in like your normal routine like I wonder what kind of headspace that frees up, which in turn goes back into creativity. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, because everyone's going to be forced to like do mm-hmm. something. It really does go on for yeah. that long. Well, it's interesting we're talking about this because Polly went to Five Below yesterday and picked up like a bunch of art supplies stuff. And she's already done like three like drawings and paintings. You know what I mean? (laughs) Within 24 hours. So I don't know. Um, I've been telling everybody this is like kind of like you said, like, Maybe I'm delusional. Wait, did we talk about this on the podcast or was this just before we talked? Um, I think it was just Yeah, so you had said, I asked you like how you were doing and stuff and you said you were doing pretty good, all things considered. You said you didn't know if 
you were in like a delusional kind of state. And I, I laughed at that because I felt the same way because everybody keeps asking me how I'm doing. And I'm like, honestly, like I'm in pretty high spirits. Like this is the first time in a long time where I've been able to just slow way down and get to do all the things that I've thought about doing, but just haven't done because I don't know. I put too much time into work or, you know, other things catch up. I'm just like tired, like that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I don't think I've told you this yet, but like, uh, maybe you saw it on Instagram. Um, I have like a little garden going like in containers and stuff on my porch. And then yesterday I, uh, I started pickling veggies and everything, you know, I don't know, just like weird little stuff that I've wanted to try for a long time but just never did. And now I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> fuck it. Let's do this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause why yeah. not? Like, is, do you have anything like that? Like you've wanted to try for a long time, but just haven't set aside the time to do it. Like maybe like a little hobby or like a place you wanted to visit or thing thing you wanted to do anything. I don't know. I'm not. But I I also reached a point, and we talked about this like the last time I called, or you called me, uh, where like I reached a point kind of two weeks prior to all this stuff going down where I was like already content with what I was doing. At least for the time being, I was like happy that I, I was spending a lot more time creating art, like a ton of time creating art and like thinking about art. And then I would just go to work, do my stuff. I still would like come home and cook. So I don't know. I was like already pretty much doing everything that I wanted to do. That's cool. So now I'm just like continuing yeah. that. So nothing's really changed for you except for more time on your hands because you're not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But I, I am fearful for how I'll respond to, I think I got better at, um, <laughs> managing my like feeling of discomfort being alone for so long or like being in my apartment for Mm -hmm. so long but I'm afraid that the more time that I spend in my apartment the more that I'm going to like and not like interacting with people on a daily Mm -hmm. basis uh, is going to like be bad for me yeah like you think it'll after some period of time it might take an effect yeah maybe you know uh, I don't know if it might like if it will or if it won't but yeah I don't know man I was thinking about that today too I mean I'm fortunate enough to have Polly. Um, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I don't know. I have like a 
lot of people in my life that I like really enjoy being around. Um, and I just like being around people in general. So, okay. So today I went and helped, um, one of my clients, uh, he paid me some money to do some yard work for him for a couple hours. I got to hang out. I was like, that was really cool. And then I went on like a hike cause he lives like up in the mountains. So I went on one of the trails close to his house and there's a bunch of people, but everyone, and it was crazy cause we're like, we're outside, you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe that doesn't make a difference, but like we're on the trails and people are like stepping way out to the side, to like let people go by because of the whole okay. six foot rule. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is freaking me out. Like I just want to give everybody a freaking hug. <laughs> like that's the kind of person I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just like my hugs, man. <laughs> like for real. <laughs> That's weird. I I feel like the way that people have responded or like how I've talked to people in rural areas in mm-hmm. the Midwest, it's very different how they responded to it versus like how people in LA, like I don't, not that people in LA have like a, like lackadaisical kind of approach mm-hmm. to it, but like, I don't know, maybe we've dealt with it. We've been dealing with it for so much longer that it's just kind of like not a big really? deal. Like it's a, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. Cause I don't think people aren't as like, like freaking out as much now as I feel like people in that I've talked to in the Midwest, like they're really freaking out about it right now. Yeah. I think because like, I really think it's because we've already experienced this kind of wave of mm-hmm. panic because it's been here already. And like now that wave of panic is like traveling to the rural areas. Yeah. When did this pop up for, for you guys in LA? Um, well, when was the, whenever the first case like came to the U S in like San Francisco, I think it was like maybe two weeks ago. Oh, wow. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. As soon as like the first case, because the first case popped up in like the Bay mm-hmm. Area. So then after that, everyone was like talking about it in LA. And then they were like, you know, it was only a matter of time before it was going to come mm-hmm. here. So, and then last week was like nuts. Everyone was like buying groceries. The stores were out of like everything you couldn't get anything and then now everything's pretty much figured out like the grocery stores are still stocked they only let like 50 people in to the big Mm -hmm. ones like the little small grocery stores they let 15 people in at a time yeah so it's like and then i would say anybody who's elderly they let in first so if you're over 65 Mm -hmm. uh then you just get to go like walk right in, get your stuff and then leave. So you don't minimize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do other like long lines then like into the grocery store? No, not really okay. anymore. Cool. At least I went yesterday and it was at like 5 mm-hmm. p.m. And pretty calm. Like I was able to walk right in. 
But then when I walked out, there was like a small line. But like last week, I was at the grocery store for three hours because like waiting in line. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. So I don't think we've made that step yet, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I hadn't even heard of that being a thing. That's probably a good thing. Uh, I don't quite understand the process behind it because it's like you have to like clean everything down still. (laughs) But um, just minimizing exposure person to person makes sense. Yeah, wow. So... In the Midwest, and stuff, like they've closed down restaurants, like specifically in like, I know for Springfield for sure, closed down all bars and restaurants. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, so is yeah. LA the same, or are you guys like still functioning? No, yeah, everything's mm-hmm. closed down. Okay, so everything except for grocery stores, <laughs> um, necessities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, not like that in North Carolina. Yeah. Well, they just yeah. did like three days ago. Yeah, uh, okay. it was, eh, maybe it was a little, couple, maybe like four or five days ago. But still, yeah, they just did that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because Polly was telling me that Illinois did that, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I hope we don't get to that. And then it was like two days later, and like, ah, dang. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think. We did it like a day after Illinois mm-hmm. did it. And then. Oh. Hello? Oh. Bring. Hello? Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're still here. Okay. Yeah, but you sound funny. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Can you hear? Mm-hmm. That's better. Um. What was it happening? Oh yeah, it happened here a day after. Happening on it. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then my like the restaurant that mm-hmm. I work at, we like to go like all mm-hmm. to go but um, they just closed it down because it wasn't even oh really it. yeah 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 the whole to go thing is like it's a cool idea but at the same time i'm still confused on how that like i, I guess you just have to be really careful how you're preparing the food you know what i mean otherwise you're potentially exposing if you have it that kind of thing yeah. Yeah, it's really uh, hard. Mm-hmm. Like when I was working, the like you have to switch gloves every Whoa. like touch something. You have to put gloves on when you touch money. Then you have to take the gloves off when you're like not touching the money, and you put different gloves on when you're preparing the food. Yeah. But then it's still really hard because if you like act like if you don't have your gloves on and let's say you like touch your face mm-hmm. like with 
talking about it. And then you touch the outside of your glove. Mm-hmm. Your glove's infected. And, like, I don't know. It's Yeah, cross-contamination's a bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. That, that kind of brought up something that kind of scares me a little bit is, like, how much... I don't, I don't know if it'll be extra waste, but like how much waste will kind of come from that sort of thing. Or if you're making all these to go orders and you have to prepare everything and you have to do all these extra boxes or maybe all those extra gloves, like you just said, um, like that's gonna, it's gonna be a lot <laughs> of extra things to throw away. Yes. Yeah. We were, my boss and I were joking around about that because we were like, wow, look how far we came. You know, everyone was all about the reusable stuff, minimizing plastic waste. And now it's, you can't, mm-hmm. like, she had to prepare a to-go order. This was like the day before we closed, but she had prepared a to-go order. And she usually puts like the cream in a, a big, you know, like almond milk and like half and half and stuff in a big mm-hmm. jug. And then she had to put it in little tiny plastic cups, like individual plastic cups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that each person could have their own. Yeah. Creamer and sugar. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. I, I, I truly think that like good is going to come out of this in the mm-hmm. end. Or. There's either, I feel like there's either two, there's two options in my head. Either something good is going to come out of it, like we're going to go through this whole period of like terrible things, something good's going to come out of it, and we're going to like uh, be elevated like as a planet. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> everything really just gonna like little shit. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> like we're going to get this and then it's going to be like climate catastrophes going on like there's going to be like six hurricanes or like earthquakes you know just like crazy shit's going right, to go down. Like, this is Armageddon so I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That's one yeah. of them. No man I, I completely agree and it's I mean maybe you'll kind of have like a half and half thing where like half the people just lose their shit and they're the apocalypse people <laughs> and then the other people <laughs> just get sucked up into enlightenment <laughs> just like right there on the spot <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. what were we talking about when I called you just before this there was something I wanted to bring up or I brought it up um, I'd like to expand more on it. It was like, oh, so you and I both agreed that we were like, we kind of feel okay about everything right now, you know, because it's like so much out of our control. Everything is, and it's, it's almost like since it's not up to us, there's no anxiety about trying to control things and make things better because you kind of can't you just gotta wait it out or let go and so there's no anxiety about it whereas like you know i don't know about you but a week or two ago i was like stressing about this stressing about that yada 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 like all the day-to-day kind of bullshit you know 
that you all stress mm-hmm. out about. But now, when like the shit's really hitting the fan, I mean, I, I feel pretty good. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know, like how I'm gonna keep making some money, but I feel okay right here, right now, in this moment. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like like exactly the same way. Like two weeks ago, I was like, man, I don't know how I'm gonna make money. Like, I need to figure out some way to like start selling my art again and I was like stressed about trying to get like all these applications done mm-hmm. or whatever and then as soon as all this stuff went down I like like yesterday I was like I cooked like a ton of food I was like just you know prepping stuff to like freeze mm-hmm. for later and I just cooked like a ton of stuff and I was like dancing in my kitchen <laughs> like listening to some music <laughs> I was like this is great <laughs> that's amazing it's that what's that song it's, like, it's the end of the world as we know it and it's like and i'm feeling fine <laughs> it's th- that song dude it's literally that yeah that's funny do you think it's like because we can't control things and like all the time we try to control stuff and now we finally got to be like ah <laughs> like i don't have to try and control everything like, do you think that's what it is? Yeah, I feel like it's definitely what it is. Because in, I think in life, like, there's always stuff that's outside of our mm-hmm. control. Um, and I think that they're, like, this is something that we already knew, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's always been stuff that's outside of our control and we can't control right. it. But things that we can control Mm -hmm. we like or we think we can control we obsess over (laughs) yeah Yeah. and now we there's nothing like you know like even like the money thing Mm -hmm. it's like i don't know how i'm gonna pay Mm -hmm. my rent but i do know that i have some like really good chili that i made yeah i (laughs) I got some bomb (laughs) chili earlier yeah man yeah yeah, mm-hmm. it's keep like, going. I just—it's like forced us to really live in the present mm-hmm. moment because we have no idea. Like everything changing so drastically, so quickly that we really have no idea like what tomorrow is going to be yeah. like. Yeah, it's like certainty has always been an illusion. But, like, we didn't mm-hmm. know that. <laughs> or, like, we didn't want to accept that. We could kind of just, like, turn a blind eye to it until now. You know what I mean? Until life throws something like this at you. Where you're like, oh, like, it's never certain, like, what tomorrow is going to be like, ever. But we like to believe that it is certain and that my job will be there. My, like, my house is still going to be there. Like, all of that stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's weird that that can create like comfort on one hand and security, but there's always that like anxiety about losing that comfort and security. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can't have one without the other kind of thing. What do you think is going to happen when we all like when everything has to go back to normal? <sighs> do you mean for me? <laughs> do you mean for you? Like, 
I don't know. I guess we can only answer from yeah. our perspective. What will happen for you when everything goes back to normal? I don't know. I like asked that question, but then I like didn't know if I could answer it. But I don't think I Why? can. Because like I don't know what's gonna happen. So I don't know how it's gonna like mm. change me. You know yeah. what I mean? Sorry, I thought I thought you posed the question like what's gonna happen when everything goes back to normal? Like everything, you know. Like mm-hmm. goes back to that's yeah. what you meant? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's like I don't know what I, I don't know how I could mm-hmm. answer that. Because there's gonna be so much stuff that happens to change me as a yeah. person. So it, when everything and it's gonna like change the mm-hmm. world. So it, like it won't be normal. Yeah. So from my like perspective, what I foresee like right now is like mm-hmm. kind of like how I've changed my daily habits a little bit. And I think that's, you know, largely what we've said three times already on this podcast is um, just being present with everything. Like I've been trying to be super, super thankful and super slow eating my food. Um, because I think my greatest fear is like, you know, I don't have food anymore, you know? Like that, that's like worst case scenario. Um, so I've been like, I've been truly, truly grateful for everything and all the meals that Polly and I have made have been like delicious. It's like creative beyond (laughs) kind of belief, even though like we're, we, we have food, but like we've, none of it's like, oh, we made, I don't know, pasta, but we like threw a bunch of stuff together. You know, it's all been like really. What's that called when you just throw shit, <laughs> throw shit in a bowl? Um, <laughs> so I think that's one thing is just like any kind of habits we build over this time period, I think will kind of stick with us because of how powerful our intention and our state of mind was with everything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's how I'll change. That's one way. I don't know, there's probably a lot of other ways. Does that help at all? Kind of answer your question for you? Mm. Stir anything up, maybe? No. No. Yeah. I got nothing. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, there's going to be a lot of things that I'm going to take away from mm-hmm. this experience. Yeah, lessons. Uh-huh. Here's one thing I'm still kind of messing with. Um, so like the Y closed and like the day before I was talking to, I was talking to somebody and they were like, well, why don't you just start like training outside of the Y? Like you're probably going to have to if the Y closes anyway. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Like, but it's always been such like a scary thing. You know what I mean? To like, oh, like start your own kind of training business and everything else and kind of get out yeah. there and do what I've actually dreamt about doing for a long time, but just never did. And so now, I mean, it's kind of hard now because people are isolating themselves. But like that idea of just like doing things, even though you're super scared of them, 
Um, because again, like you don't know when you'll have the chance to do it again. Mm-hmm. And the the risk to like uh, the risk to loss yeah. factor is so low. Exactly. It, yeah, it's like what the what am I gonna lose? <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, your feelings got hurt because someone said no to you. Sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. It's like, it's not like, you know, you're quitting your super stable job to go do this crazy thing. And you know, if it doesn't work out, then you're like financially ruined. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like I don't have much of a financial basis to begin with. <laughs> might, as, <laughs> might as well do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jim Carrey has that line in one of his, and he might have said it like, um, college graduation or something is like you can fail at what you don't want so you might as well take a shot at what you love and his example was his dad um, had a job that like he hated but was like he kept it because it was stable and like fed his family and stuff and then like out of nowhere like the business closed and he lost like everything he had you know what I mean yeah. it's like well shit <laughs> you know What's stable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I just like, I don't know, life is too, I, I just, people say this all the time, like life is short or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's true, like, why, why spend your time doing something that you really hate doing mm-hmm. that provides you with no joy and like satisfaction yeah only like potentially be able to do something you want in the future exactly oh my gosh yeah yeah we prolong our true happiness you know Mm -hmm. we're always like well once this happens then i'll have this and so i can actually like try and be happy or i'll like I'll be fulfilled then. And we've talked about that too, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah. I'm reading. Go ahead. Uh, what are you reading? It's called The Ascent of Humanity. Mm-hmm. It's by that Charles Eisenstein guy I told you about a while ago. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and it's a like fat, fat book. It's like 500 pages. <laughs> And like the words are super tiny <laughs> on every page, but it's uh, super good. And it talks about um, technology and, and culture. So I've, we're, I'm only reading about um, technology right now, but it talked about how it was supposed to be technology made our lives easier so that like, you know, the steam engine was supposed to work as much as like a thousand men. So that means 
so supposedly that means like each man has to work a thousandth as much or something like that um, so that mm-hmm. they can go and they can be you know live a life of luxury but what actually like that's not what happened obviously like we kept increasing the working conditions and like like okay every time an obstacle came up we're like okay more technology a little bit more work you know salvation's just around the corner keep working now and like you'll be safe later on that kind of thing and like it's we've been doing that since like the industrial revolution maybe probably before you know and it's always like hinging on that thing of technology working harder now so that way in the future like things will pay off it's so crazy it's it's ingrained in us (laughs) you know yeah that's crazy Mm -hmm. and like what is the future oh yeah i think i actually used one of his well i know i used one of his uh podcasts oh the one you sent Mm -hmm. that i use that for my show oh you did um and and i think there's like a longer bit of that or maybe it was a different one but where he was talking about like how we've always like dreamt of this utopia Mm -hmm. and achieving this utopia, you know, for like, I'm pretty sure it's probably a lot like similar to what he's saying there or like probably the same thing that like we keep pushing towards this idea of what utopia is and we, you know, if we get this thing, then we'll finally reach it. And if we get this thing, then we'll finally reach it. Yeah. We've never reached it and just becomes more and more unattainable because it just keeps being pushed further and further into the future. Yeah. So how can we, like, we have everything we need here Mm -hmm. and now. Yeah. Um... I'm super excited to like finish this book because like his whole premise is that we've separated ourselves so far from nature using technology and culture, basically trying to like dominate culture or sorry, dominate nature so that we can live a better life. But that in that, like fundamentally we separate ourselves from nature but he's saying that's why we're still suffering. Like it's like why none of this is ever going to work because we think that we're separate from nature, mm. um, or that like there is a separate self. You know, he has like that big thing of interdependency. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's just it, man. <laughs> I guess we'll see what he has to say about that, but I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Please do. He's a pretty uh, interesting guy. I like very yeah, thoughtful. Yeah, I like him a lot. So it was kind of weird how it all happened. Like I, my last day I worked was on Sunday, and I I just taught a class, and they had just sent out an email the day be, or like two days before, and they were like, "Please um, be as clean as you can when teaching classes." Like don't have people share equipment, don't do stations where people go from like equipment to equipment. Um, preferably do it outside, all these stuff. 
like, all right, like I'll take them outside. We don't need any equipment. Like it's, it's a beautiful day out. Uh, but that means no music. You know what I mean? Cause there's no speakers and stuff outside. Oh yeah. And, um, it made me think of it just now cause we had like that long kind of pause and I was thinking about how like comfortable I've kind of gotten with that. But then for when I was doing that workout class, the with no music people it was kind of just like strange you know what i mean you could tell like their energy was kind of like oh shit like this kind of sucks like i can't think about anything except like how my body feels right now (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) it's just pain (laughs) Um, but i don't know i thought it was kind of cool just to like show that to them but i definitely knew they didn't like it and i wanted to change it but i couldn't because we were outside so I kind of had to just like stick with my decision. Yeah. Um, but again, it's like taking those steps in the right direction to like reveal the kind of truths that exercise has re- revealed to me. Um, and like not being as scared to show it in like my own way and being okay with them being like, ah, this fucking sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that there's benefits to like working out without distraction? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do. Cause you can, you can really separate your, you can make your experience of any moment so much different by just like where you put your attention on. You know what I mean? So, okay, let's say like right now I'm sitting in my bedroom, I'm sitting on the floor and I can either put my attention on how my foot feels underneath my butt right now, which is super uncomfortable, or I can just put all my attention on the words that you're saying and it kind of just neglects or makes much makes my foot kind of like neglected. You know what I mean? I don't really realize it's there. Um, it's the same thing with like music. So number one, it kind of like kind of gets you amped up a little bit, which is nice. Like that's actually a good thing to have a good workout. Um, but it also distracts from anything that's like uncomfortable. And on top of like the whole, it kind of gets like amped up and like energetic if if you're not that energetic that day you can kind of use the music to like hide your true emotions or feeling or energy for that time does that make sense Mm -hmm. so maybe that day you shouldn't even be working out but you're like i'm committed i'm gonna play some heavy metal (laughs) i'm just gonna bust through this thing you know what i mean Uh so you kind of just get more in tune with your body that way and your breath but if the if you are tired and the music inspires you or like motivates you Mm -hmm. to work out yeah you don't think that that is oh yeah i'm not not saying it's like a bad thing that like that happens because i mean i do it all the time it's just i do think you can tap more into what you're feeling and thinking and your 
yeah, how your body feels if you don't have the music on mm. or any uncomfortable thoughts like, oh shit, like I kind of want to stop now or it, it's just like meditating, you know, mm. you take away one of those stimuli and bring it all back in. Yeah. So it's like a, a mindful thing. Yeah. But most people don't meditate, so they probably hate <laughs> working out without yeah. music, you know? Because, uh, yeah, then they have to actually listen to what their brain is saying. Exactly, which most of the time it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain is not a joyful thing. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's like, this sucks. Yeah. You should be doing something else. Exactly. And then you do that thing and it's like, nah, this sucks too. But I really do think if you, if you're moving your body and you tap into like how your body feels while you're moving, you almost not necessarily drowned out your mind, but you give your mind some things to focus on so it doesn't have as much time to create a bunch of bullshit you know mm-hmm. yeah do you listen to music when you do art yeah and how does that affect your art this is actually something kind of interesting like let me give an example real quick so like when I journal I feel like the kind of music that I'm playing while I journal affects like what I'm writing I haven't like done this as an experiment but i have this like theory so mm-hmm. do you think that like certain kinds of music you listening to will produce a certain kind of art uh yes and no i kind of have like a like they go i think they work simultaneously because i think the music that i pick reflects the mood that like I'm feeling and then because of that I like continue creating art that is like based off of the music but also based off of what I was previously feeling when I chose that music. Interesting. Could you put that a different way? Like say the same thing but, but maybe just say it again. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess I can give you like an example. So I've been painting faces a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I couldn't tell you why, but I've been drawing a lot of faces recently and the face like reflects the mood. So like whatever I'm feeling, I try to, well, I just like let my subconscious create this face. But then the music that I pick is like reflective of the face that was created mm-hmm. but not because of like the music necessarily but because i was already feeling this way like i was feeling sad or i was feeling content or i was feeling happy before i chose the music mm. so the music like might amplify what i was already feeling but it's was what I was feeling when I chose the music. Gotcha. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
because I want to get like, I don't know if you like think about this when you journal too. Like I want to get the most authentic representation of like what I was feeling regardless of what it is Mm -hmm. because I want to try to understand it. So if I were to, like if I was angry and I was like, oh, I can't create art when I'm angry, I need to put on something happy then whatever I created would be untrue to what I was feeling. Yeah, exactly. No, I think what you're saying, I think I do that kind of unconsciously anyway, because like I'll go through music of like what I, and then I would assume that the music that I pick resonates most with what I'm feeling anyway. Mm -hmm. So then in turn like you said, is that feedback loop of it affecting how I journal, which is already how I was feeling because I picked that music. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> yes. But I do notice that if there's a, like, if I get that initial first like piece out of the way and then I, if I like go to create another piece with the first feeling, the like initial feeling that I was feeling when I wanted to create out of the way and like processed, then if I am creating another piece and the like music shifts, then I feel like I do notice myself uh, like creating pieces that are reflective of the new music that has like come on. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So would you say that like your art is subject to change because your emotions are subject to change? Yes. But also because like as a person, I'm like multifaceted. So, mm-hmm. because I also change frequently, then, yeah. Do you feel like you have to sometimes hold a certain emotion for a long period of time to? accomplish some works you know what i mean or do you kind of just let it flow out and then as the emotion changes, the end result just becomes different um yeah because i create art that is like very uh quick and like spur of the moment mm-hmm. um Usually I don't have, I don't hold on to feelings for very long because the piece will achieve a natural end. Mm -hmm. And then the natural end usually coincides with like what my emotion, like if it was like, has taken its time to process and is achieved. Yeah. Like, You've expressed what you wanted to express. Now it's over with. <laughs> like, no need to hold on to it anymore. Yeah, exactly. 
yeah i guess i just i would love to ask an artist who did like huge murals or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but i guess there's so many different kinds of art it would depend yeah and there's so many different reasons for like why people create you know mm-hmm. some people create to like uh achieve a message mm-hmm. so I'm sure that they have like a message that they're trying to convey. So they're thinking about the optics of how best to convey this message through their like visual format. Mm -hmm. But I have no concept of message or it's like, it would be very hard for me to create something with that mindset. Why? Uh, I don't know. It's just like not how my brain works. Like I could, and it would take me, it would just take me longer to achieve this goal. Mm -hmm. Do you ever think about like challenging yourself to do that and just see what it would be like? Or to like just do... I don't know, maybe pick a kind of art that's the exact opposite of what you would normally do and just do it to see what would happen and how you would experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's kind of like what college was mm-hmm. or like what I did in college was like similar to that. Yeah. And creating stuff that was very different while I like, tried to figure out what exactly my like message was in my paintings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I feel like I'm at a point where I don't quite know. I still don't quite know why I do any of this. And I don't know if I'll ever know that, but like for me, the like, it's not really about like the final product. It's about like the process. Mm-hmm. So, Simon Simon Sinek says you have to know your why. No, really. You know, you never seen that TED talk. No, he, he's like uh-uh. know your why first, and he gives like a bunch of reasons. He's like, if you know your why, you can bear almost any how. That might not be him who actually said that, but pretty sure he uses it in the TED talk. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know what you think of that in general and knowing your why. Um, yeah, let's start with that actually. Do you think it's, so you don't think it's that important to know your why in doing something? I don't think it's important at all. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Expand. I like Explain. Yeah. Um, because I think it's about, like, it really is about the process. Because you can spend, I see people spend so much time uh, contemplating the idea of doing something <laughs> instead of just doing it. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, you caught me. Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I. That's pretty much it. Yeah. 
oh fuck i'm that guy <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like i'll like think about i don't know not even just why but like all the like the reasons to do it and not to it and everything mm-hmm. um whoa okay so it's the process that matters mm-hmm. and so well did it go ahead did i talk to you about the conversation that i had uh with my dad most recently after i turned down the job from the getty you did and i completely forgot what you said already you have to, yeah, you have to bring that up for sure yeah it's like very similar to like well i mean he's the reason why i think most things mm-hmm. he actually my little sister said he got mad because he was listening to the, our like earlier episodes of the podcast mm-hmm. and he was like everything brendan says is what i told him <laughs> <laughs> dang <laughs> well yeah <laughs> but i was uh so this is my credit to him there you um, go <laughs> Cover your cover your bases first before you go off copyright, people. <laughs> <laughs> but he always says that like, um, you should like not have any expectations. One, mm-hmm. so you sh- like, it's about the. Oh yeah, he always says like on his gravestone, like his epitaph or whatever you call that thing. Mm-hmm. He wants to have, I died trying. Yeah. Because his whole idea is that the the trying is more important than the end result. Mm. Because the end result's like always going to come anyway. Yeah. But if you focus so much on like what the end is going to be, then you create these expectations for what you have to achieve and what this thing is. But if you are like constantly trying then you're in like this constant state of growth mm-hmm. you're always trying something new and always changing but and you may not even finish like something you know what i mean yeah maybe you like you're never able to finish it because something happens or you die or whatever but at least you know you tried it mm. Yeah, I think that's super important. Sorry, I'm really digesting that right now. Because <laughs> I remember you, you told me about that last time we talked, but, and like it had a, actually had a pretty big impact on me, I feel like, like maybe like subconsciously this week and stuff. Um, and that's kind of just been, been a big theme in my life anyway. Like you got to start trying stuff. Like, I, especially since we're at kind of like this age anyway mm-hmm. where like you gotta just keep trying stuff like I don't know yeah because like why not mm-hmm. you know like just like I <laughs> like recalling what I said about you know, you having this vegetable garden and like pickling things. Yeah. Like the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. you have no idea what that is going to teach you or. Yeah. It might not even be like that is going, that gardening is going to teach you something about gardening, but through the act of like 
gardening, you might come to a realization of something. Yeah. Or maybe even like you'll meet somebody and like that connection will be made somehow. You know what I mean? Uh Yeah, exactly. Because if you're always trying, like you said, you're always growing, but you're also opening all these doors that weren't open before. In terms of like opportunities, people you're meeting, just pure experiences that you may have never had or never would have had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're worried about the end result of what you're trying, then you're not going to be like trying it with pure intentions. Mm-hmm. You're going to be thinking that you have to be doing something. And then it, like it takes all the joy of learning and discovery away from it. Yeah. It's kind of almost like an interesting example that like, I don't know why I just thought of is like when we used, when we were talking about uh, going to a forest and just getting lost Mm -hmm. and how like that is a beautiful thing. Just the discovery of walking through this forest with no plan and no intention. Yeah. Kind of almost have to live your life the same way. Yeah. Oh man, you're hitting you're hitting me right in the soft spots right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if you have that end result in mind, I feel like you can't be as vulnerable and as creative. Because mm-hmm. if you're if you don't let yourself be vulnerable, you're not going to try new things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and then just right there, you're not going to try, <laughs> you know, which is yeah. the whole point. We need to write, write this on my forehead. So, so every time I look in the mirror, I see it. Just get it tattooed across your Keep trying. <laughs> what? Hey, that's a good message. <laughs> but I'll grow my hair out so like that my bangs covered or something. And <laughs> I'll just like lift it up every once in a while. <laughs> what was that thing? It was, oh. <laughs> so I think that ties back into the sort of Corona Renaissance you were talking about earlier. <laughs> mm-hmm. For real. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Because this yeah. is like a period of trying. Mm-hmm. And it's also like we always talk like like in pretty much every episode we talk about like being uncomfortable and going outside your comfort zone. Yeah. And like now Yeah. Or <laughs> like outside of their comfort zone at the same time so yeah we almost have to start living outside our comfort zone um, because of that uncertainty yeah you know what's crazy you brought up that walking and getting lost in the woods I uh, something I really wanted to do these next couple however long was to go on like long walks or long bike rides with no destination in mind. 
but to just go. And I haven't done it yet because I like, there's something holding me back fear wise. You know what I mean? Like I can always talk myself out of it somehow. I'm like, Oh, I'll just go on like a mile walk. Do the normal loop or like, Oh, I'll just go off like this little bit. Like I won't like sell out. You know what I mean? I won't just like keep walking. (laughs) Uh, Oh man. I can break out of that. Yeah, that's what I want to start doing too, is going on more hikes and just Mm -hmm. getting lost somewhere for like a whole day. Yeah. Well, that's our homework. (laughs) That's our homework for our next episode. Yeah. Get lost. For real, let's do that. I'm down, yeah. I got plenty of time. <laughs> we both do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can do it a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, since we got our homework and we ended on a positive note, which is more than I could ever ask for, <laughs> um, you want to call it on this one? Is there anything else you want to talk about? I think that's good. Excellent. And then do our homework and then come back and yeah do a little report right maybe we'll be a little more regular these next couple of episodes if anything yeah i hope so. <laughs> yeah all right man love you love you too talk to you soon bye talk to you